Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I am joined today by a special guest. He is the podcaster extraordinaire. I recently met him when I was a guest on one of his many shows. He's the CEO and founder of a company called DevChat TV, an organization that does podcasts, reaches over 70,000 software developers every week. They've done over 3,100 podcast episodes across over 25 shows. He has been podcasting since 2008, so over a decade of podcasting experience. He's also the uh, instructor at the podcast playbook where he provides step-by-step procedures to teach other people how to produce podcasts. And you'll never guess what he's here to talk about today. Yes, that's right. How to create a podcast for your business. So with all that, <laughs> thank you, Charles Max Woods for being here today with us. Yeah, absolutely. I love doing this. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's meta. We're doing a podcast about a podcast, but what can I say? This has been um, a super important format for our business. It's something that I love to do. I've met a lot of great people through, and we get a lot of questions from listeners about our content, but also about our content in the sense that people want to know, you know, how I started the podcast, what kind of microphone Uh I'm using, how, you know, what's the process look like on the back end? A lot of people curious. And so when you offered to come on and share kind of what you've learned from creating thousands of podcast episodes, I thought, well, this would be a great value add for everyone at home. So with all of that, I've given everyone the spark notes on who you are, but I'd love to give you a chance in your own words to just explain a little bit about what you do and how you help people with through podcasts. Right. So um, it all started, I think, back in like 2007. A friend of mine started a, uh, it was a YouTube channel and a video series about how to do programming with Ruby on Rails. And uh, what was funny was that he started looping friends of his in to make the um, to make the videos. And so I did a video for him and then I did another one and I started tweeting about my experience doing the screencasts and mentioned out there that I was using ScreenFlow, I think at the time and that I wished I had a nice mic. And so Telestream actually emailed me and sent me a microphone so that I could do better quality screencasts. And then I reached out to one of the podcasters I was listening to. Uh, people in the programming space will know him. It's Greg Pollock. Um, he started Code School and a bunch of other places. But uh, I emailed him and I, I thought podcasters were these web celebrities, right? And <laughs> turned out that he was just a dude in Orlando. And so he emailed me back and was like, yeah, you should totally start a show. And here's how you get started. And, you know, and so I started interviewing people. I think I interviewed him for episode one or two. Um, I interviewed somebody else that I started a podcast with for episode three of that show back in 2008, about this time of year, 2008. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it, it, I, I really enjoyed it. And I alternate between talking about what I was working on and, um, and interviewing people. That's how it all kind of got rolling. Awesome. So, and it's interesting because it starts off and it starts getting you clients for your consulting Uh business, but then 
I think another interesting misconception about the podcasting game, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. And it's one that I had for a long time, which is like, well, the podcast isn't going to make me money as a podcast. It's going to make me money <laughs> on the back end for my business, right? right. It's going to be a way for me to get clients. Um, and then, you know, you start to realize like, well, wait, no, if I have an audience here, like the podcast can be profitable as a marketing right. channel. It can actually be like a reverse cost, like net positive marketing channel. And, you know, this is clearly the story for you because at some point you actually ended up just not having to do consulting anymore and went full-time into podcasting. I'm interested in understanding, you know, when it comes to sponsorship, um, how much of that is people approaching you and how much of it is you going out and creating these mm -hmm. opportunities for sponsorships? How do you think through that, how to value it, um, what to charge for it and, and how to find the people that are going to be interested in um, paying you to sponsor the show? Right. So uh, finding the people who will sponsor the show, that's kind of where I'm going to start. Um, anything that appeals to your audience, anybody who sponsors that will probably sponsor you. Okay. Or at least talk to you about it. So that, that boils down to YouTube channels, uh, other podcasts, conferences, blogs, um, uh, other online events, webinars, um, people who make their own online courses are usually good candidates. So anything like that, those are the people that you want to be looking at. And so I actually have trained my sister actually, um, to go out and find these folks. Right. And so she, she actually goes and, uh, looks at all of the competing in quotes, competing podcasts in my space, and then we'll list out who's sponsoring them. And then, uh, we have a methodology for finding their email addresses and asking them if they're interested in sponsoring us. And that works out pretty well. Um, about half the people that wind up sponsoring though, they actually just come straight to us. Right. So I have a, a landing page. Um, it just walks them through the process of sponsorship and a lot of people fill out the contact form and then I just get back to them and see if we can work something out. I like that strategy of reverse engineering people that are already spending money sponsoring yep. uh, things in your target market. That's a really smart strategy. So then when it comes to pricing, this is something that is nebulous for a lot of folks. Like right. what should you be charging for a podcast sponsorship? And, and how does that relate to the size of your audience and the number of shows mm -hmm. you have your frequency? What are the factors that we need to consider when we're trying to come up with, um, you know, a reasonable price for a sponsorship? So I've done this a couple of ways. Um, one way, and I think the most easy to understand way is just per thousand listeners, you charge a certain amount, right? right. And the, the problem with that is that different audiences engage at different levels. So okay. you have some audiences that are just going to be hyper into anything you talk about. And so you say, hey, go check out this thing and off you go, right? Um, you get a ton of people over there. Or sometimes you have to do a little bit more work and so you'll wind up actually interviewing them for your podcast. You'll wind up uh, sending out an email campaign and doing a bit more work so that they get their money's worth out of the sponsorship. Um, right. And so then you can charge a higher amount for the number of listeners you have. Uh, that said, it seems like most people I talk to, they're coming in around $20, $25 per thousand listeners except in my space. So in the programmer space, and this, this is the reason why it all depends, right? If you're in a niche where people drop more money for products, right? So their, uh, their, their cost per acquisition is, you know, $200, but their lifetime value for their customers is $300. Well, then those people are willing to spend way more to sponsor your podcast 
provided that they have enough people coming in. Right. And so if that's the case, then you may want to have a different conversation with them. And instead of negotiating that cost per acquisition or negotiating that cost per thousand listeners, you actually work something out where you get a commission every time you sell something. Right. Or, it's like an affiliate link kind of thing. Yeah, basically. Um, some of them work that way and some of them, like they don't have like an official affiliate program, but they'll work something out with you so that, yeah, every time somebody signs up, you get a chunk of change, right? Okay. Interesting. That, those are some interesting stats. Like CPMs, 20 to $25. That's a good thing to know. And, you know, it sounds like for the right product, the right person, affiliate mm-hmm. fees might end up being, you know, a better win-win for kind of both parties. So good advice yeah. there. Now, I know there's a lot of people listening that are probably on the fence. They've been thinking about creating a podcast for some time now. I think everyone I've talked to in my life has an idea for a podcast. I just haven't created it yet. Uh-huh. Um, so my first question for you, and this is the one of the debates that I'm having with people lately, is the podcasting space saturated? Are there too many podcasts or is there still a ton of opportunity <laughs> in this space? What are your thoughts, Charles? Um, let me put it as succinctly as possible. No. <laughs> no, it's not saturated. Like and- some, some, some spaces, it's harder, right? But it's not saturated, no. And so why is podcasting from your perspective, such a great format for somebody that wants to start creating content in a specific industry or in a niche? So the thing is, is a lot of people compare it to like TV and radio and it's like, I'm going to put together my own show, right? And I'm going to be just like so-and-so that I listen to on the radio. And I always want to just grab them and shake them and go, no, you don't, (laughs) you don't, you don't want to be like them, right? Well, if I'm listening to a show about something that I'm interested in, then I want to listen to people that I identify well with, okay? And the more general you are, the harder that is. Now, if you're going to go create like uh, true crime is like a huge podcast segment, right? Yeah. And if you're going to go do that and you can find interesting stories, then yeah, you can be general appeal, right? Comedy shows are general appeal. They don't make any money, but they're general appeal, right? Um, but if you're going to be doing it for a niche, for a group of people that have specific common concerns and, you know, are, are working through things together the same way, right? Like a programming community in my case, right? Then it makes a whole lot more sense to niche down. And so that's, that's one area, uh, that podcasting just blows everybody out of the water. Um, YouTube, you can do kind of the same thing, right? You just niche down and then you get in front of the people who are in that niche who self-identify that way. But the other thing is, is that you also have to be kind of general purpose generic as yourself on the show as the host, right? Because you don't want to drive people away if you're trying to get that giant audience. And so as a podcaster, you can actually be as quirky as you want, right? I can go in and I can tell people. And so I have a couple, I have like six things that I'm just like, you're doing this on your podcast, knock it off, right? It's stupid. If you're doing it, you're not doing it right, right? And I get people, I get blowback on these things all the time. But the thing is, is I can do it. I can say it. I can say it my own way. I can make the arguments. I don't have to appeal to those people. I only have to appeal to the people who who get it, right? Who get it the way I get it, right? And so when I go in and I tell people, you have a podcast, 
and I haven't seen your artwork, so bear with me, right? But your artwork has your face plastered all over it. Well, nobody cares who you are. Your show's not about you. Your show is about your audience. It's about the problem you solve. It's about the niche you serve, right? And so somebody's going to show up and they're going to see the Joe Blow podcast with your face on it. And they're not going to know for sure that that show's not for them. But if your show is build mobile applications with React Native show, right? Then they know that that's what the show is about, right? And so you show a mobile device or, uh, you know, app store information or you know a growth chart or something right and so you're telling them this show is about what you want to know about do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability if you do then i want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit it's packed with training videos cheat sheets templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Yeah. And I mean, some of the things that I'll add to that, just like in terms of why I think podcasting is such a tremendous format is the efficiency from a content production perspective. Like I'm able to sit here with you, Charles, we're going to have a Uh 30, 40 minute conversation. And then I'm going to have social media content, YouTube content, video content, audio content, like the, the level of efficiency in terms of how I can take this and then create valuable content for all the different platforms and Mm -hmm. and places where we want to exist as a brand is unparalleled. And it's the reason that I chose this format because it felt like the most natural way for me to produce content. I love talking to people in case you can't tell. Mm -hmm. It's easy for me. This doesn't feel like work when I see it in my calendar. Um, contrary to a blog post, if I see that I have to write a blog post in my calendar, <laughs> I want to go crawl back into bed that day. But uh-huh. if I see that I have to have a conversation with Charles, I'm like, cool, it's going to be a good day today. I can do that. I can handle that. Um, so I love the, the how easy it is to post-produce podcasts and turn it into any kind of content that you want to and turn uh-huh. it into content that is growing statistically. Audio video content is absolutely oh, skyrocketing. Yeah. People are consuming audio and video way more than they're consuming blogs. And you can still take this, transcribe it, get the SEO juice. I mean, that's what we're doing on our um, website. So, you know, on Mm -hmm. top of being able to, to your point, be very specific about who you want to talk to, niche down, make your podcast very discoverable from, Mm -hmm. you know, the perspective of what problem you're solving. It's also just so efficient. It's such an efficient way to create content. Well, the other thing is just to put that up. I mean, you can transcribe your podcast, right? And then massage yeah. it into a blog post. I mean, you, totally. you can take it all those different directions. But the other thing is, is that I get that it's not for everybody, but it is very natural for me to talk to people. It is mm-hmm. less natural for me to sit down and write or, you know, even the, the video I'm trying to get into it and it's different and it's different enough that it's hard, right? You know, I want to put stuff up on YouTube, but um, I, I've still kind of been, I have this euphemism that I use on podcasts. I'm still clearing my throat, right? I'm still figuring out what my voice is going to be. And that includes actually being on the video and being present, right? And do I need to add captions? Do I need to have something 
you know, in from the side or out to the side or go click here or check out our other video, right? That, you know, it's natural to me on a podcast. Mm -hmm. Of course, I've been podcasting for 12 years, but it's, it's less natural for me that way. And so, you know, you can find ways of, of doing that. You can also, there are so many formats for podcasts, um, you know, much more, I think, than even video, which is kind of counterintuitive because the video includes the audio. But the flip side of that is, is like if you're doing a highly produced uh, show, then your video has to be highly produced too. But if you're just doing highly produced audio, it's a lot less work. And you'll see that a lot with people doing things like, um, what are they called? The audio programs where they just tell a story and they've got um, uh, background and sound effects and all that stuff. Right. You know, and so those are more produced, but they don't have to produce the video, right? And so they can tell the story and they can kind of paint a picture in people's heads and and create that. The other thing that's nice about podcasts too is that people can do it. I, I hear people all the time and they're like, especially with COVID, you know, we saw our numbers dip a little bit and then come back. And it was because I'm not commuting anymore, right? But it's convenient. Yeah. I can mow the yard. I can go drive. I, you know, I go on a trip, uh, any of those things. I can pop my earbuds in and I can, I can listen to the show. And so people like that as well, as far as uh, content goes, but as far as saturation, I want to go back to that just for a minute. Um, The, the places where it's saturated tend to be at those higher levels at the top levels. Right. So a marketing show. Yeah. Good luck. Right. Good (laughs) freaking luck. But if you're going to get into email marketing, right, it's still going to be competitive, but not as competitive, right? right? And then if you get into, you know, email marketing with this particular twist using this system, right? And so maybe you create a ConvertKit related podcast or an active campaign related podcast. And so then you get into, hey, look, these are the email campaign um, choices that you have. And here's how you do it with ConvertKit. Here's how you do it with active campaign. And then the people who are out there trying to figure out what the crap is going on with ConvertKit, right? Then they're going to listen to your show and they're going to go, okay, yeah. I got the marketing concept, right? And now I understand how to pull it all together. And so that's how you niche down. And I believe that we're going to see things niche further and further and further and further. But the other thing is, is podcasting is growing leaps and bounds every year. Mm. And so if you want to get in at the ground level, we're still at the ground level. I mean, it doesn't feel like it compared to, you know, a few years ago, but we're, we're still at the beginning and we're seeing yeah. podcasts show up in more and more places. I mean, Amazon just opened up, right? I mean, I opened up audible uh, a couple of weeks ago and I ran into the living room and I was like, Heather, Heather, my wife, right? Heather, look, look podcasts in audible, right? Yeah. And Lincoln started doing podcast summaries and quotes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, everyone's picking them up. Uh, and it makes sense because it's like, what am I doing yeah. when I go to the gym, mow the lawn, go on a commute, travel, anything, yeah. clean the house. I'm listening go to podcasts. Go for a run. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So, so yeah. for those that are listening who they're, they're sold now, okay. The evangel, your evangelism has worked and they said, okay, I, you, you've got me on team podcast. I want to start one. Where should they start? I mean, I, I this mm-hmm. is one of the places where, you know, the stories that start rolling in people's heads is I, now I need to go buy $10,000 worth of professional audio equipment and I need to figure out how to use it. Don't do that, board. please. And I need to, you know, like I, I need an audio engineering degree and they start to, I think 
imagine the process of creating a podcast as being a lot more complicated than it actually is. Where does somebody start to get off the ground with their podcast? What are the things where they should be paying attention? And what are the things that are just kind of like, don't overthink it and just do it? Right. So one of the things that people get hung up on, I had a, an old college roommate email me and he's like, which podcast, Mike, should I get? And I'm like, the one you sound good on, right? Um, you know, I mean, I podcast enough to where I went and I bought myself a really nice microphone, okay? I'm not going to tell you it costs almost $400, but it's a really nice microphone, okay? Right. But if you're getting started, honestly, um, just use your phone. Your, your iPhone has a decent mic in it. You can record a dozen or so episodes on it and kind of clear your throat like we talked about before. And you'll kind of get the hang of what works for you, how you talk about things, uh, what stories you like to tell, what works, what gets people into your show. And from there, then you can start worrying about the audio quality and things like that. I mean, as long as your audio quality doesn't totally suck, then you're, you're in good shape. And like I said, the iPhone does it, your uh, AirPods or the Apple uh, EarPods, which are the wired ones, uh, those tend to have decent mics on it. Uh, the only rub literally with the EarPods is that they'll catch, they'll rub on your face, your beard, your shirt. And so you got to make sure that it's not doing that. But other than that, it, they sound fine. They don't sound professional, but they sound fine. And if you're getting started, that is enough. And people will listen to it because... It, you know, it, it sounds okay. And then from there you can go, okay, well now I want something a little bit nicer. And so then you can go get like the Samson go mic, which is like 50 bucks. Uh, the ATR 2100, I think it's 2100 X now. Yeah. I I've thought that it. was what you were using. Um, you know, it's a great mic, um, you know, and, and you can kind of level up from there. Right. So you don't have to go and do all these things. Your artwork has to not suck, right? Because when people are browsing the app store, they're looking at the title of your show. They might look at the title of some of your episodes and they're looking at that artwork and that's how they're going to decide whether or not they subscribe. Right. And so it's got to be obvious that this show is for me, right? In other words, don't put your dang face on it and um, you know, make sure that it's in clear letters on your artwork, you know, what the show is about. Um, and just things like that, right? Um, make sure that there are good subscribe buttons on your website. Just use WordPress, find a theme you like. It's not that complicated. Um, there's a plugin called PowerPress. It's written by Blueberry that will put the player on your website. Um, I, I recommend hosting through either Buzzsprout or Libsyn. Um, and those are relatively inexpensive for hosting podcast files. And that's it, right? So you have to have a place, you have to have a website, you have to have a place to host your audio files. You've got to have artwork. You've got to be listed in the directories and you got to be recording. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And to add to that, you know, like one of the questions I had early on was like, well, how am I going to get my podcast on the 800,000 places that my podcast needs to go? These platforms take care of all that stuff for you. You know, they, they take care of distributing mm -hmm. your podcast, all the different places. So it's very easy. Um, Post-production, if you're not going to be the one editing the audio, there's people who are highly competent that you can find on Upwork and Fiverr to get your episode edited for like 25, 30 bucks. Like it is incredibly inexpensive to get don't half decent. Edit it. <laughs> Just don't edit it. 
Right. We're just don't edit it at all. You know, um, artwork, same thing. You know, we, you can get decent artwork done on Upwork yeah. or Fiverr for a small investment. So yeah, yeah the, I'd have the same advice. And if you go back and listen to the archives, for those of you that are kind of day one uh, agency profit podcast followers, like, you, you know, there's a huge difference between episode today and episode one. Um, and there have been gradual progressive improvements mm-hmm. over time. And it's because I had that attitude as like, I'm just going to start doing this and I'm just yeah. going to commit to being consistent and over time we'll make the adjustments. And one of the things that, um, you know, we have done in the past is said like, well, we want to change our mid roll. So, you know what, we'll re-upload all those episodes with the new mid roll and that you can do that. It's oh. the thing. It's a pain, but you can do it. Uh, unlike YouTube, you can't re-upload yeah. a YouTube video. It's so true. Yeah, it is flexible that way. Um, I'm going to actually, I've, I've been working on a checklist for this because I get asked about it often enough. Mm. Um, and so I'm just going to put the checklist together. You can go get it at podcastplaybook.co slash agency profit. Okay. And uh, yeah, agency profit. we'll put that in the show notes for you folks. Yeah, it'll just um, be a so- PDF. And uh, yeah, then you just go in and check it all off. Um, honestly, um, you mentioned that, uh, you know, these systems like Libsyn and and uh, Buzzsprout and some of these other ones help you submit it to all the places you need to be in. But honestly, just remember these four and you're going to be fine. It's Apple. You have to be an Apple. Yeah. Uh, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. There's another one coming up that I really like that I'm excited about, but it's not a major player yet. And that's the podcast index, podcastindex.org. But if you're in those other four, uh, that's Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. You'll get found. You'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about any awesome. of the rest of them. You can go add to those when you get around to it. All right. So, Charles, we've been talking for some time, and I wish we had more time to keep talking because I could you know, talk I could about just, this all day. I, I so could I. It's such a it's a topic that's <laughs> near and dear to my heart, as you know. Um, but we do have to start to wrap. So my last question for you is: What is the single biggest mistake you see people make starting a podcast that our listeners can avoid? Um, and then where can they go to learn more from you and get access to more of the great resources you're putting together to help with this whole process? Right. So I kind of alluded to it in my rant about artwork, and the biggest mistake that I see people making, honestly, is that they are doing the show for themselves. Hmm. They, they don't go out. Of, I mean, if you want to just talk out there for your own whatever and hear your voice, I, I'm not going to fault you for that. But if you want your show to make a difference, if you want your show to bring in business, if you want your show to influence people, then you've got to make it about the people that you're trying to reach. And that, I mean, the long and the short of it is, is that, if you're talking to the people in your audience, if you're giving them opportunities to reach out to you, then you will know what they want. If you're watching your numbers, now I'm not saying watch your numbers as far as I broke a thousand. No, it's, um, you know, over this time last month, you know, we've grown 10%, right? That's usually a good indicator that you're doing something right. You know, you can go look at the episodes that really hit, right? That really get a lot more downloads than the others and you'll have those. Mm-hmm. And do more content around that, right? And so it's it's those means of listening to your audience and connecting with the people that you want to really reach that makes the biggest difference. And uh, uh, it's funny because I've been doing these interviews for Podcast uh, Growth Summit and over and over and over again, people are like, yeah, well, I help people grow their audiences. And what it turns out is that 
most people who are successfully growing their shows, you ask them what they did to grow and they'll look at you and go, oh, and the reason is, is because they just put out quality content. Their audience did the rest of the work by going out and saying, this is good stuff. You need to listen to it. You know, right. so in my case, it's, hey, we're trying to solve this problem in our Rails app. Oh, well, it turns out that we need this library. There's an episode on Ruby Rogues about it. Let's go listen to it. And then we can go implement this stuff, right? That's, that's where the payoff is. And so if you know your audience well enough to know what they need, and then you can put the content out that addresses it, that's what's going to pay off. But if you're making the show all about yourself, it's the me show about me stuff because I want to hear myself speak, it just doesn't work out that way. It, it really doesn't. You're going to wind up driving people away. So make good content is basically the, the summation of yeah. that. Make good content make that adds targeted, value. Good targeted content. Yeah. For okay. the people awesome. whose problem you can solve. So that's the, that's the key takeaway. And with that, Charles, where can our listeners go and learn more from you and find the great resources that you're creating to help them create podcasts? Yeah, so um, I am working on getting a ton of content up on Podcast Playbook. That's podcastplaybook.co. Um, like I said, if you go to podcastplaybook.co slash agency profit, then you can get that PDF. Um, I'm also putting together a growth summit, podcast growth summit. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about there, yeah, it's focused on people who have been doing a show for a little while. But the reality is, is that most of the stuff we're talking about is fundamental stuff that if you do it on your show, even from the beginning or before the beginning, some people have actually been done this. They're like, well, before I even started the show, I would have done this, right? And then as I was ramping up, I would have done this. I'm asking them for, okay, you've been doing this for three, three to six months and you have 500 listeners or so, you know, but they back all the way up. And it's because these fundamentals consistently make the difference. So Podcast Growth Summit is the other place. All right. So check out the show notes uh, for those of you that want to check out those resources. Make sure you go check out that checklist. Uh, I know Charles is good about sharing processes, procedures, really like the nerdy stuff uh, behind yeah. the scenes on how to get your podcast done, uh, which we all love here on the Agency Profit it's Podcast. So done. make sure make sure <laughs> you check it out. And uh, with that, Charles, thanks so much for your time and for coming on here and uh, showing us behind the scenes and, and telling us how it's done. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is always fun. I always get a little animated. But, uh, you know, it's because I love this stuff. And honestly, I feel more and more like what people need is going to come out of the niches that they belong to and not out of kind of the general purpose stuff that you get on TV or radio. And I feel like this is where we're going to make a difference in the world. So, yeah, like I said, I could talk about this forever, but yeah, that, that's it. That's, that's the magic is just, hey, the, there are these people and I can help them. There it is. So for those of you listening at home, leave us a comment wherever you're listening to this. Let us know what you got from it. Let us know what questions you have. And we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.